All right, hello. Thanks for joining us. Us being Brian Nestandy and Mark Trost. We're going to talk politics today, both uh, nationally and local politics. We're going to introduce politicalmatchup.com, our wonderful invention of determining the odds for races, mainly local races in Riverside and San Bernardino County, with uh, our friend Paulette Brown Hines, who's not here today. Hopefully, she'll make an appearance soon, but Paulette, Mark, and I have um, put together, once again, races locally that we make the odds or determine the odds of each race, right, Mark? The hot races. Yeah. The hot races. And we have a cool-looking dial that spells it out for you or whatever. It's a very, Makes very, it look real cute. It's very cute. <laughs> Anyways, please check it out, politicalmatchup.com. But first, we're going to go through some national politics, then get to the local stuff. So, Mark, the um, vice presidential debate was just a barnstormer, huh? What a word. (laughs) (laughs) Great word, Brian. It's early. Anyways, what did you think? Who won? Um, Anybody? No. Who won? I I just kind of, yeah, I think they uh, both had their moments. Uh, I think the fly won. um, Yeah. Actually, yeah. He's got a Twitter account now, by the way. Mike (laughs) Pence's fly. Uh, People on, are going to write write them in for on, on Twitter. Yeah, um, you know, I maybe you know, maybe a slight edge to Pence. He was he kept his cool. Kamala kind of got a little little heated a couple times, but I mean, honestly, for the most part, I think they both did what they were looking to do and accomplish. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually listened to it because I was driving home, so I listened to it on the radio, Ooh. and um, and then I saw clips later, so I thought. Watching the clips, Pence did a better job than I thought. I was annoyed at the constantly talking over the moderator. Mm-hmm. It's just like he would not end his sentence or whatever. Just kept going. And she said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, and it's not like an important point he was finishing. He just kept droning on and his, his monotone style. And it was highly annoying. But then watching the clips, he looked better than he sounded, I think. And made, you know, got some pretty good hits on her of, you know the taxes and the fracking and stuff like that, but um, I think I think uh, you know Kamala probably had more to gain, more to lose last night than than Pence. I think Pence's job was to be kind of that monotone, just secure, safe, and not crazy. Uh, but you know, a lot of the talk is you know Kamala, if if they get elected, you know she's potentially she's she could be president, right? <laughs> exactly. So President Kamala. Yeah. Um, so I think she had to shake things up a little bit last night, and and I think she did her job well, um, what she wanted to do mm-hmm. and accomplish. Um, but yeah, again, I, I don't know. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't moved by either. either and one. then again, how many undecided people are there really left? I'd yeah, say if, zero. If you're undecided at this point, uh, what's your problem? You're probably not voting. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Senate races because, um, what happens down ballot in the sense of from the presidential campaign, which I would just say the odds are right now, Biden's going to win. So, does he pull coattails in and take the Senate? Um, what there appears to be about 10 races. Everyone's looking out of possible flips. Um, let's just go through those real quick, if that's all right. First one, Alabama, Doug Jones, the incumbent. I think... I think it's a Democrat most, currently, right? Yeah, yeah, currently Democrat. And, uh, and I Alabama. Think, yeah. And he's running against the former coach, Tuberville. Yes. But I, I think everyone safely assumes that'll flip back to Republican. It was just a fluke how he won. 
against that uh, that other guy. <laughs> I want to get into all his that, issues. That guy. But, um, all right, so assume that the Republicans pick up one there. Colorado, what do you think about Cory Gardner's chances? You know, I, it, that that could be a coattail race right there. Uh, Cory's held on to that seat, uh, Democrat. Uh, Colorado, I Democratic say. state. Yeah, yeah, Democratic state, and it, it keeps slipping that way. Um, but uh, he's done a good job to hold on to it, so we'll see. But, yeah, that could be a coattail race right there. Good name for the guy running against him, Hickenlooper. Uh, Hickenlooper. What a name. That was my nickname in college. Bro. <laughs> what does that even mean? Can't tell you. A lot of hidden, yeah. lot of hidden meaning there. But, anyways, he's a uh, former governor, good candidate, um, has some issues, it appears, but I agree with that. I think it flips. So back to even Steven. Arizona, Martha McSally. What do you think about oh, that? A, you know, God, I against Mark Kelly, astronaut. I mean, you know, he's an astronaut. He's I know. That's a pretty good ballot title. He's been to space. Now he wants to go to Washington. That's a tough move. Um, I, I I tend to think Martha holds on to that seat by... Mm, I disagree. Okay. I say it flips. All right. But... Um, I, I, it could. I... You'll find out I was right in about a month, so we'll revisit it. I think it's going to be very close in Arizona. All right. North Carolina, Tom Tillis, what do you think of that? Um, I think Tillis holds on to that seat. You know, his opponent uh, has been uh, on on the uh, Wiener text machine uh, there a little (laughs) too much, um, and uh, it's not kind of the press you want. what's with that? (laughs) Why, 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 why would you put yourself in that spot? 101, don't don't text (laughs) at all. I mean... (laughs) Or if you have and you know that, why put yourself out there like, oh, I can't wait for this story to break. That'll go over well with everybody. You know, yeah, it's it, just for yeah. those that don't know, look it up. But it's uh, he, he, yeah. was, he got caught some te- inappropriate text. So we'll say stays Republican. Yeah. Maine, Susan Collins, think she hangs on? I think she hangs on to that one. Yeah. I think I, I think her biggest problem up there potentially, Ryan, oddly enough, no one's talking about is does she hold on to her base? Yeah, but I, I I agree with you, but I don't think I don't think they're going to abandon her. They I think most people probably know the stakes of everything. Not here. with Trump and, on the ticket. I think they that that actually hold helps her in that with with her base. Yeah, that's actually. And as he comes out with one of his loony texts and says, yeah. "I hate Susan Collins. <laughs> yeah. Don't vote for her." <laughs> he 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 needs her, um, especially for this upcoming. Well, he doesn't need her for the. Well, he might need her for well, the, the vote. Uh, Supreme Court. Supreme Court. He might. Uh, I think they'll vote before the election. What do you think on that? Possible. Well, no shit, it's possible, but what do you think? <laughs> it's 50-50. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it'll be a lame duck uh, appointment. All right, but we'll, we're saying stays Republican in Maine, right? I think so. Iowa, Joni Ernst, yeah or nay? I, I think Joni uh, stays. E- even if uh, Iowa goes <clears throat> Biden, which right now it's leading I think Biden's up by six in Iowa. I think I think Joni uh, holds on to that. I agree. Seems like a good candidate on the Democratic side, Teresa Greenfield, but um, I agree with you. I'm glad. Georgia, David Perdue, Republican. Know. What do you think? I don't know, actually. Georgia's, uh, Georgia's slipping for the Republicans. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, gosh, they went after Newt Gingrich's old seat a couple of years ago. Didn't come through, but the fact that their Dems are making a big play there, um, you know, if if he holds on to it, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna, I think you're gonna see Georgia flipping around here. Uh, yeah, and that down the road, the opponent John Ossoff, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, yeah, he's he can raise money. So, but 
I wait. What was your call? I wasn't actually paying attention. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean that the Republicans will Dude, hold that one. Dude, just make a call. All right, Republicans hold that one. I agree. Montana. So incumbent state. Steve Daines, Republican, running against the governor. Um, what's his name? Bullock, the guy who ran for president. Uh, pretty good candidate. Seems like uh, you know everybody seems to be fairly in the middle. In that state, the other senator, Democrat John Tester, everybody seems to be pretty much right around the same political vein. You know, I, I think, again, Brian, it's, it's, it's a very red state when it comes to presidential politics. And I think uh, we have to just double check the history. But um, the, the polling would seem to indicate that uh, both Trump and uh, the Republican Senate candidates will, uh, will prevail in Montana. Okay, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Democrat wins. Okay. Because look at why is Democrat governor, which is who's running, and then the other senator once again is a Democrat, which, yeah, you would think Republican state, but there seems to be a almost a nonpartisan feel about their politics there. Um, anyways, all right, we'll leave it at that. I say, goes Dem, you say Republicans once again, about a month. Are we keeping track you'll of find this? find out I'm right. I'm keeping track right in my head. I think we're buying drinks. Uh, and I can change it if I want. <laughs> Next month, um, South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. Mr. Graham, um, you know, I, I think I think Lindsey, uh, despite himself, uh, holds on to that seat, and uh, it's South Carolina. Just again, kind of a very conservative uh, state, and um, I just don't see, you know, Lindsey. I, I know he's got a strong challenger, um, but I just don't see the national politics uh, playing in South Carolina. Yeah, I agree. It's um, they, I think they're making more of that race than there is. I think he wins probably fairly easily. Uh, Michigan, the last one, Gary Peters, Democrat incumbent, running against an interesting fellow named John James. What do you think of John James? Uh, a great candidate for the Republicans. Uh, decorated, uh, you know, military, and um, you know, if if elected, I think he'd be the second. Black Republican in the U.S. Senate behind Tim Scott, uh, also of South Carolina. Um, yeah, I, but it's going to be an uphill battle for him. I know the GOP is dumping a lot of money into Michigan, both for him and the president. Um, it's going to be close. I'm, I would, I'm going to say that Democrats probably going to just eke that one out, though. I agree. I think it's still Democratic state, and in this year, it will probably be even more so. So I think James, if Hopefully he runs again. He seems like a good candidate. Uh, maybe he'll pick it up next time, but I think a bad year for him to be running. So Yeah. That's, all right. that, that's probably where having Trump on the ticket with you. But the, even though Trump won Michigan, it was a little bit different four years ago. I think this this year might hurt him. I agree. I think it's just slipped away. Yeah. So, all right. We didn't really keep track, but uh, we'll find out how those predictions come out. Uh, but I... Bottom line, without trying to figure out what we just, uh, the tally we just had, I think the Republicans keep the Senate. You agree? I agree. Um, and uh, I think I think that the Dems pick up a House seat or two and uh, down that way. So I think we're going to, we'll see what happens at the uh, 1600 Pennsylvania. But I think you definitely have a split government again going into uh, next year. Yeah, I think, and I think the Republicans' best chance is probably you know, two years from now, going 2022, kind of like, um, you know, two years into Obama administration when 
they flipped the house back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you that Dems might even pick up some seats this year in the House, but uh, Republicans are going to have to look two years ahead to see if they can regroup and get their act together. Yep. Yeah. So um, before we get into political matchup, uh, a little bit of local politics. It's still a big cluster, you know what, with COVID and the counties and the state and San Bernardino County and Riverside County are trying to get the governor to look at a new way to account for COVID cases and get some businesses open because it's just, it's a mess. I mean, we're they have these tiers now of who can open and who can't. Uh, Riverside counties in what they call the red tier, which is the second worst tier that allows some businesses to open. San Bernardino still still stuck in the worst tier, purple. So it's like the the, the terror terror chart, the 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 terrorism. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The color chart. What, what color are we on? Yeah. That was one of the stupidest things. <laughs> it's like everyone's supposed to keep track of what color for terrorists coming to get wait, you. We, yeah, it's red. Wait, shit. Yeah, wait a minute. What Am I hiding, ducking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we? COVID's at red now. Uh, don't go out. I, yeah, I don't know the uh, the system. Um, yeah, and it, the, the counties, probably. I, I think you're going to see some breaking away for... Some of the counties just saying we're we're not we can't follow this. I mean, because businesses will just start to be open. They'll say, "All right, come get us if you want," and that's a problem. They're, they're up in Northern California, um, Sacramento County, they're, they're trying to, you know, get the governor to redo how they're calculating this. Trying to go by zip code clusters um, as opposed to whole county as to what you can do and can't do. Because New York's going by zip code now where they say, okay, here's a cluster, so we got to clamp down this zip code, which makes sense, but to do it countywide is not necessary in some areas because parts of the county may be doing fine with controlling it, other parts not, but to just do a blanket closure, it's going to be tough to maintain. So uh, if if this were 2022, and God help us if we're still in the state in 2022, but you have statewide candidates like the governor, running i mean how do you think this does this look different yeah it's a good question i think that's a good question how does what's the calculus for newsom it's a political landscape affecting or not affecting what's going on you know from from sacramento i think this hurts them in the long run just going forward it's it's way too much disruption in business and there's apparently not another stimulus not even stimulus what do you call it bailout money whatever you want to call it, money coming in to help people, help businesses, that's apparently not going to happen now. And you, some cities are going to be in serious financial problems. They already are, and it's it's only going to get worse when a, whatever percentage of your economy is just not producing. So, um, But anyways, uh, we will move to politicalmatchup.com. It's a great website. It is. I hope, <laughs> hope somebody goes there. By the way, go there, comment. Contact us. Tell us what you check it out. Like about what I said. What you don't like about what Mark said, and we'll see. Yeah. See how things are. Well, let's get into some of the local races and that we're looking That'd at. Be fun. Politicalmatchup.com. What a name. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you start us off. What's the first one we're <clears throat> well, looking at? Yeah, I want to you know obviously encourage uh, everyone to go to politicalmatchup.com. It's a very simple layout. Um, it's it's uh, perfect for a guy like Brian here <laughs> to just take a quick look. And we've uh, we've identified. Wait, was that a joke or not? I'll let was the listeners slam? decide. Was that, that a was, you can slight? 
you can email All Brian right. at. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, we've we've selected nine uh, races that right now that we've identified as kind of being targeted races uh, that will be very competitive around the county, uh, actually Riverside and San Bernardino counties. Um, these are going to get a lot of the attention, a lot of money, uh, a lot of uh, mailers, a lot of voter contact with these different races. So uh, you can see right there on, on the uh, home page, and uh, we can just kind of start from the top here and talk a little bit about each one. But you got to go to the website to. So you're not actually going to give the odds right now. You know, you got to you got to you got to pay to hold play. everybody in suspense. There you go. Pay wow, to play. That's what the uh, name is here. All right. Um, I think probably There's nothing to pay, <laughs> but go ahead. Okay, it's free actually. Uh, Riverside County uh, probably. Uh, well, let's start with the biggest city in, in in the county, and that's the city of Riverside. And they're gonna have a new mayor, Brian. I don't know if you knew that, I heard. Yeah, uh, current mayor Rusty Bailey is uh, has chosen not to run. Uh, he's stepping down, and he's endorsed uh, Patricia Locke Dawson, who's a current uh, school board member in Riverside. She is going to be facing off against uh, Riverside City Councilman Andy Melendrez in that race, and uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, Andy Melendrez actually came out on top of about a four to five person primary. Uh, Patricia's definitely come on strong. This is going to be a tight one. Is it? Uh, I believe they're both Democrats. Yes, they're yeah, both so, Democrats. But it seems Patricia probably has more of the business community, maybe more the traditional Republican side of things. Yeah, she's gotten the endorsements so, of uh, the the Riverside Chamber, which is uh, tends to be a little more conservative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if she's able to take the right side and any middle carve and it be a Democrat, have some type of Democrat following, it seems to me that would be a good good position to be in. That would be what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. And uh, we did do the odds, so if you go on the website, you can see how that ended all right the next one is the uh, palm Springs city council race um that is mike mcculloch former council member from about 10 years ago maybe a little bit more running against christy holstedge a the current councilwoman and this is now in districts whereas when mike was on the council there were no districts it was at large but in the district, it's, uh, I think, Skew's Democrat, which Christie is a Democrat, and Mike's a Republican. And there's also another third person, Diane Torres. Um, I believe she's a Democrat, or let's just say leans left, maybe an independent. Um, but interesting, though, she's kind of, she openly supports the police and says she supports uh, public safety, which is a little bit contrary to the, I'd say the current standard on the left. And I think Mike's going to run on that issue as well. Christy, I'm not sure where she's positioning herself in that. Although she, she is certainly to the left. And so she did not have the police support, uh, Palm Springs police support when she first ran. Um, so yeah, we'll see if, uh, I don't, I don't know where they've lined up on this one, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, uh, issue that they're going to have to run on you know downtown's kind of no longer an issue over there in palm springs economics to kind of come back well um, until they shut down for oh, COVID. Yeah, dude they got something like a 45 million dollar deficit Ouch. because of that yeah that's a lot but let's keep going sorry no it's okay yeah but uh well that, and that's going to affect uh obviously the uh the police department there so you know do you use that as an excuse to defund the police um to rile up your base or you know do you 
you know, how, how, how is that going to affect it all? And that's going to be interesting, uh, interesting race Two known, you know, political uh, folks taking on each other there. All right. Next race we're looking at is the uh, Corona City Council. Comment Jason Scott, challengers Tom Richens, and Meg Yamato. And um, well, what I think we've heard is that uh, Meg Yamato has support from the teachers' union. Um, Tom Richens is running on the issue opposing what Jason Scott had put on the ballot and the rest of the council, a tax measure. That's always a tough position on either side when you're running for or against a tax measure. You're going you're gonna to have your hardcore on both sides of that. So it'd be interesting, and I assume Meg's opposed to that as well, or no, supports that. Um, but anyways, we'll probably how much money is spent in the race, like any race, matters. Uh, Jason, I know, has a lot of background in the community, good name ID. Um, well, we'll let people check out the odds. But go ahead. Corona's, Corona's been an interesting uh, political hotbed the last, uh, I mean, decade, actually. You know, there's been a lot of upheaval there, not, not a lot of consistency in, in the uh, local city council. Uh, they did just elect, um, you know, a, uh, their former mayor, uh, Karen Spiegel, to the board of supervisors there. So, yeah, I I don't know if being an incumbent in Corona right now has an advantage or not. Um, I think I think the one advantage you just kind of look at it are the numbers, and having two opponents split split the vote. That's a good point. Probably would help out Jason Scott a little bit. And and speaking of supervisor Spiegel, you're right. She she's backing Jason Scott. So, all right. Well, but people will have to go click on the odds to see the odds. Click it. Alrighty, uh, Hemet, Hemet City Council, always a lively operation down there in Hemet, San Jacinto area. And um, the incumbent, Carly Mayer, she is uh, running with the support of the uh, public unions, meaning uh, fire and police. I think fire is weighing in with her pretty heavily. And uh, I think the main opponent, opponent Norman Chris, is um, has a lot of community support, and there seems to be some undercurrents of governance in Hemet. Um, they've had changeover in, in the staff there, um, you know, potentially outsourcing certain public services. That's been a, come up in the past, seems to be coming up again, and that might dominate the race. Uh, Denny Antoinette, um, I'm sorry, my eyes are bad. Denny Antoinette Mazingo. There you go. She's a Democrat, ran for the assembly, I think not too long ago. Okay. So has some maybe has some name ID. I know she has some good backers there in the area. So she might, um, well, she will. She will have a certain amount of votes, and I'm not quite sure who she carves into. Well, actually, we do. We talked about, it, but we're not going to say it now because they have to go to click on the odds. So we'll leave that one and move to. So uh, we're going to leave uh, the comfy confines of uh, Riverside County, and we'll just uh, run up to San Bernardino County. They are going to be electing a new county supervisor to replace uh, current supervisor, uh, Josie Gonzalez. Uh, Josie is actually termed out. They have term limits in uh, San Bernardino County. Did you know really? that? Really? Yeah. I think I heard. Yes, sir. Changes They've, things up a little bit. They're ahead of the curve up there, and they also have uh, campaign limits. But um, Which everyone will, by the way, by the end of... So they passed that bill, of legislature saying, if you don't pass your own term limits, you automatically fall into the state's contribution limits of whatever it is, forty five hundred per 
47. Or 47, you yeah. have room left to give. So Riverside, though, is working on an ordinance to do that. i got to find out if San Bernardino is. Or no, you're saying they already have. Uh, San Bernardino County already has it, but list. there are cities like the city of San Bernardino right now who's unlimited. And you can walk in and hand over a yeah. $100,000 check and it's all good. Boom. But January 1st, that will be changing, yeah. So, all right, so back to the supervisorial race. So this one was a little interesting one. Let's just uh, flash back to pre-COVID days up in March. And uh, Josie, uh, her chief of staff, uh, Dan Flores, was what can a lot of considered uh, to be the front runner to replace her. Had all the money, had all the endorsements, had all the support. Well, he just came in third place and uh, did not make the runoff. So Just missed it. Just missed it. Just a bit outside. Just a bit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so, so you got a famous guy, Joe Baca Jr. Joe Baca Jr., uh, famous, uh, whose uh, family famous name has pretty much been around since the Flintstones, and uh, running That's... against uh, Jesse Armaderas, who's uh, kind of a newcomer on the scene, Fontana City Councilman, um, uh, running against uh, each other. It's, it's it's an interesting matchup. Yes, is he, Ryan. not that it matters, but I think, our, is he a Republican? Yeah, Jesse. Okay, so is... you got a Republican versus Democrat. Correct. In a fairly Democrat district. That's correct. Yeah. Probably enough said. Yeah. All put, right. Put a political matchup and see what uh, what is said. Yeah, click that's on, a great idea. Click on the matchup. I think I will. All right. Maybe later. Very good. All right. So um, the Senate, wait, yeah, Senate race. Who's yeah. that? So Same, uh, same area, uh, roughly? Yeah, roughly, actually. We're going we're gonna to kind of go back into Riverside County, but we're going to split the pooch here in San Bernardino County. Split the what? Split the pooch, man. Look it up. No, I think there's a different word, not split. When things go bad, you screw the pooch. I oh, screw the pooch. Yeah, you split something else as far as whatever you're going for. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to stick with split right. the pooch. Continue on. So, uh, Senator Mike Morrell, Republican. Um, this is a seat that goes from Rancho Cucamonga down to the fine city of Hemet. It's a very large uh, state senate district and heavily targeted as well. Uh, you had a, somewhat of a contentious primary here. Um, again. Uh, in a partisan race such as this, it doesn't matter. Um, it, there's no Republican or Democratic nominee. It's just whoever the top two is. But in this race, um, you do have a Republican versus Democrat. You have Rosalicia Ochoa Bogue. Very good pronunciation. Thank you, sir. Uh, running against Abigail Medina. Excellent uh, pronunciation. Ah, you know, two for two. Uh, both candidates actually are current school board members. Uh, Rosalicia is a Yucaipa school board member and obviously has some name ID uh, throughout the area. Um, Ochoa? A Bogue, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if the Ochoas are very politically active. Right. Um, I'll, I'll look into that. But the Bogue family has been. Yes, and uh, her husband is uh, the current mayor of Yucaipa and uh, cousin uh, Russ Bogue, um, well-known throughout the Pass area. So. The Bogues uh, have got some good name ID. Abigail Medina um, was gosh darn near an assemblywoman uh, two years gosh ago. Gosh darn near. Yeah. Wow. She, she split the pooch. Um, <laughs> she lost probably one of the closest races, actually, in 2018. She lost by, I think, a percentage point, maybe even less, to Assemblyman Mark Steinorth. Um, and uh, that was going to be in the Rancho Cucamonga area. Um and so she's uh, she's back. Uh, oddly enough, uh, she was not the favorite by the Democratic uh, leadership, and and she still won the primary. So, but uh, I assume they've come all in for her by now. Absolutely, and I assume yeah. both sides will be well funded. Yeah, this is this is actually going to be, I think, a very heated race. Both sides want this seat. Uh, um, 
Okay. You know, the Democrats been making a you know strong move in this area. Republicans are definitely trying to hold on. To hanging this. on by their, chin, hanging chin, on chin. by their nails. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Dude, we're screwing up all the things. <laughs> all right. Screwing the Clickomatchup.com. All right. So state assembly race, District 33. We got uh, the guy with the best name in the world, which is Thurston Smitty Smith. <laughs> he wins on that. Dude, done. Done. Moving on. All no, right. um, he is running against uh, Rick Herrick. Uh, Rick is uh, the mayor of Big Bear. Um, Smitty, as he goes by, is uh, now. You sure he prefers Smitty over Thur- Thurston? I uh, <clears throat> yes, I have inside knowledge on that one. Hmm. Seems like you would just go with Thurston. I've done my research. Thurston, how? By the way, he legally the has to put down Thurston. Well, that is required name. by the state. That makes sense. That's why you put the parentheses there. All right, so... This is a replace the, Assemblyman Jay Obernolte. It's a very, very red district, and it uh, just so happens these two gentlemen are both Republican who got the top two spots in the primary. Was um, the incumbent or the... Yeah, the incumbent that's leaving, is he endorsing either one? He is uh, actually staying out with good reason. Uh, so he is running for uh, Congress. He will likely be the next congressman there, replacing Congressman Paul Cook. Uh, but um, since he covers... So he did a little sidestep and said, good luck to both of you. You're both great gentlemen. Good luck. Yeah. All right. We'll see uh, politicalmatchup.com. There you go. All right. Next race is the... Oh, this is our one of our favorite assembly races, District 42, Chad Mays and Andrew Kotyek. Kotyek. Do you know anything about this district? I do indeed. I know it well. And I know these two gentlemen. And it's going to be, I would think... I think we agree. Well, it's a fact. Chad's the incumbent. So off the bat, he would have an advantage, an incumbency advantage. However, as we know, he did leave the party, the Republican Party, become an independent, and that would cut both ways with depending what voters you're looking at. So Kotyek is a Republican, uh, very long, long-time council member at San Jacinto. Mm-hmm. So ran before, two years prior to, so it was build up some name ID. Um, Chad's got a lot more money. He's got independent expenditure money. I think and somebody's got to come in big for Andrew or, or he's got to raise some big money. Um, it just becomes, even if you have some issues, if you don't have the money to put that out and do a contrast, it's tough. I think probably one of Andrew's biggest, um, biggest backers that have just have come on recently has been Riverside Sheriff's Association, which has been one of the stronger political, um, Powerhouses. Machines. Are they going to put in money? We'll see. I don't know. I don't hmm. know. If they do that, that, that would certainly be a plus for Andrew. It would be. Um, I was going to ask you uh, a pop quiz here. Uh, has there ever oh, been come an on, dude. independent elected to state assembly? That's actually an excellent pop quiz. There was a guy named Quentin, Quentin Cop in San Francisco area. He's an in, I think he's still alive. Is an independent. He was elected. I know as a state senator is an independent. I don't know if he's in the assembly, but he's in the he was he was in the, in the Senate. Oh, I know another one. When I was in the assembly, Juan Arambula, Central Valley, Fresno. He was a Democrat. He turned independent while he was in office. Um, this is like 2010 or so. Did he get reelected? Um, it's a good question. I don't know if he uh, left because of term limits, or I don't remember. I remember he left. I think he was termed out. But his son now holds the seat. But I think his son is a Democrat. 
But so does that answer pop quiz? Not really, but good job. I appreciate I think the that history. Did. Dude, I think I fucking, I think I nailed it. <laughs> um, well, we'll, the, we'll bleep that right. out later. We're not going, we're not going on national well, the TV, rolling? so yeah. Okay, good. But I don't. Uh, <laughs> Politicalmatchup.com, everybody. <laughs> I think there's actually another one. That's why I'm trying to remember. I bet you there is. There's another one there somewhere, another independent. We'll look it up. There's probably a few, Episode actually. Episode two, we'll, we'll get into that. All right. Um, it's a bold strategy uh, on Chad's uh, Chad's part. Actually, it is. Yeah. No, it's it's it is actually an interesting study. And in, first of all, someone you switching parties to an independent, not to a, another major party, and then can you hang on? Because you really become kind of an you know man on an island without any other people on it when you're in a party that's not really it's not even a party. It's just a designation. There is no party, and so you have no party support. Um, but you have, if you're Chad, and he's he's done a good job, you know, working the groups that he needs to to get the, um, you know, the money to come in through independent expenditures. So, but it, you're right; it is an interesting study in how how one survives in that in literally a non-party um, situation. So we'll see. It's it's going to be interesting. I know uh, you know Andrew uh, in the primary, and I think we had uh, producer Jennifer uh, um, <laughs> prove this <laughs> yesterday uh, that. Uh, Andrew won San Bernardino County. Um, That's a good point. Where Which, Chad where is from originally. Used um, to be on the council in... Um, okay, uh, Yucca Valley. Like Yucca Valley, those, got it. Yeah, um, Yeah, you're right. And Yucaipa is the big vote there, the city. And so, yeah, I was surprised when she said that. I didn't believe either one of you. Still don't, actually. That might have been a doctored document. But anyways, that's a good point. So he pulled... He won San Bernardino, which naturally, naturally should have gone to Chad... However, um, Chad now lives in Rancho Mirage, beautiful Riverside County. But anyways, we'll let people go to politicalmatchup.com, see how we rated that. Enough said. Very good. <clears throat> All right, the last, the congressional race. What do you think about that? So this is a- Where is the congressional race? Yeah, this is, uh, this is probably the only really uh, targeted congressional seat uh, within Riverside County. There's quite a handful. Uh, quite a handful out in uh, Orange County, and other Republicans are trying to flip back over. But this one is um, was held by uh, well, a couple of Duncan Hunters actually. Well, no, I must correct you on that because Duncan Senior's dad he was down by the border, like where um, Senator Vargas is now, Imperial County down there. So Duncan Junior was probably you know what? Okay, not to, could... not to bore everybody, but now I think about it. I bet you where they lived. I know where they lived. I bet you his dad's district was take their house and move south towards the border and east. Now the district that he was probably around the same house, but just go north into Riverside, you know, northern San San Diego County and Riverside. Anyways, long winded story. Who gives a shit? That was a great story, Brian. However, that's your second uh, cuss word of the day. uh. Oh well, thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) Um, So, but he's no longer with us. Well shouldn't say that. He's no longer in office. He's no longer in office. The, the district is, is a very, very red district. This was highly targeted by the Democrats in 2018 because of what uh, Congressman Hunter was going through and making a lot of headlines. Um, but now he's a new opponent. And they, we actually have another former congressman coming back, and that would be Congressman Daryl Issa. No, he doesn't have a new opponent. What did you say? Yeah, he ran. Oh, you're talking about Najar? Yes. You didn't say that. I did not. Or I might have been spaced now. All right. So anyway, so we got the guy that ran against Duncan and lost to Duncan. Correct. The Democrat, mm-hmm. Campo Najar. 
if we got that pronunciation correct. Amar Kampanajar is running Excellent. against Daryl Issa. He ran previously against Duncan Hunter in 2018. It was highly uh, targeted by the Democrats uh, because of kind of the upheaval going on with Congressman Hunter. Um, it's one I think the Democrats are probably Where'd still- Where'd Daryl Issa come from? Well, Daryl Issa um, took, a, took a time out. Uh, 2018 retired uh, from Congress and uh, and decided he would uh, make You're a comeback. You're missing my lead, dude. So he had the congressional seat below. He had a completely different congressional seat yes. that he represented for 20 years or whatever. As you said, he retired. Now he moves north and decides to run in. He moves east. Okay, he moves east, yes. northeast, and runs in a different district. Anyways, that's where they are. And it's still a pretty Republican seat, though, don't you think? It's very, it's very red, yeah. So it does take in the, the city of Temecula, um, and it, it is actually a district that uh, that um, ISA has represented in parts of in, in before the past. redistricting or correct, pre, yeah. Back in gotcha. the uh, back in the good old days, yeah, yeah. So, so well, you people, know, actually, we didn't talk about that probably because there was no need. But redistricting will come up. The next term will be all new districts, so it'll be interesting to see how these change. Um, and that, that is actually a motivating factor for both political parties is to pick these seats up, seats up now because when they do redistricting, you want to have an incumbent in place to be able to help kind of decide where the lines are going to be drawn. Yeah. yeah so um, I, I do suspect, look, the Democrats have enough money to play in a race like this, as, as red as it is. I think this was a the rating they give it. It's like an R plus 10 or 12, might be even more. Um, but... I believe Dude, they're swimming in cash. The Democrats are swimming in cash. But um, Kampa Najar, he came pretty close to uh, taking out Hunter. I mean, within like you know five points, I would say, which for this rate, for this district is very close. So, um, I obviously has his own stash of uh, cash that he he's That's got. True. Um, so he car alarms. Uh, car alarms. Yes. Dude, what was the name of it? It was Viper. The Vi <laughs> he invented the Viper. He invented Viper. Oh. Yeah, car alarms. All right, so I'd say that's a pretty fair rundown. People got to go on politicalmatchup.com, check out the races. So there are other races, and we will be looking at those, correct? Absolutely. All right, so we will, we will and check. And the propositions as well, Brian. Oh, that's right. Did you know about the propositions? I did, because we actually talked about it, and you messed up and forgot to talk about it again. All right, so we're going to look at the propositions, maybe in a couple days, and we're going to Give the odds on those and uh, maybe talk about them a little bit. I think there's about 10, 10 or 12 of those. And um, by the way, just uh, I don't know if you have Uber uh, app or Lyft app on your phone. Everyone who Is had that a, a joke. Uber, no, it's not a yes. joke. It's, it's a real thing. I by know, the way, like everybody has the Uber app. Well, Anyways, go ahead. Well, just Sorry, FYI, dude. my Uber rating is 4.97. It's about as good as you can get. You're an Uber driver? No, it's an Uber uh, passenger rating. All right, so what's the point? So today, Uber sent out a message to all their California app. Uh, you know what, dude? I saw that pop up. Did I didn't you get really, that? yeah, I didn't Can pay I attention finish to what, it. What happened? I mean, it's all great. right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have an Uber, uh, I assume if you have a Lyft app on your phone too, you got to push notification to vote yes on Prop Twenty Two, which obviously affects that industry. So, but go ahead, you got it as well. Actually, I didn't read it, but that's pretty good. Yeah. What proposition number is that? That would be twenty-two. So good job, yeah, dude. It's it's a. Uh, and it, well, since you opened the door, dude, but we're not going to go through all the propositions right now, but you, since you brought that one, if I, if I got it right, so the yes vote means they are no longer contractor status. They go back to how they were before, 
which which means independent contractors they get no health care get nothing just you get what you get but the state law that was passed makes them uh regular employees right. so you you get your health care vacation sick days and all that so once again yes vote means they go back to being an independent, independent. contractor no vote means they stay as regular employees correct, correct. all yeah. right but we'll run down the other ones um Soon. All right. And then we'll pick up some other races, right? We'll look at what's going on around San Bernardino and hopefully we'll have Paulette in here next time to talk a little bit, give her input. And, um, we will update these races that we talked about as needed as things happen. And so we want people to go into the, there's a contact, uh, spot in the, if you scroll down the page, contact us, email, say if you like, or do not like the odds that we have, if you think it should be different. Mark will pay no attention to it, but I will actually look at it and take it, it into consideration. Input. Yeah. And um, I think that's about it for now, right? Yeah. Go to politicalmatchup.com and uh, take a look at it. It's it's a great, great site. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'd love to get some feedback from folks. So. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you soon.